Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Peggy Smith here joining us again. What a beautiful background. Is that your living room? (laughs) I wish it was. I'm dog sitting right now for a CEO of a pharmaceutical company. It's gorgeous. Well, it looks great. So uh, please introduce yourself as a hypnotherapist. I know there's so much to talk about. Yes, um, I'm a registered nurse, about 45 years experience. I've been practicing hypnosis almost 20 of those years. And um, I'm located outside of Philadelphia in the King of Prussia area. It's in one of the suburbs. Uh, My telephone number to reach me is area code 267-593-5557. And I have a website. It's notjusthypnosis.biz, B-I-Z. So today we're going to be talking about, since school is getting ready to start. Academic uh, performance. Yes, and sports performance. Yes, two things I think that are, and also beginning of school years, anxiety provoking for a lot of students. Um, I used to love getting the new notebooks, you know, and they're not scribbled on. The marble, the marble notebook. I have a six and eight year old. I'm going to have to do that too. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially if you went to Catholic school, you know, you had to get everything covered in paper, brown paper bags. And, yeah. Um, but even though I was excited about the new notebooks and everything, there's always a little bit of butterflies in your stomach every year. You're, you know, not sure that you're going to make friends with everybody and there's going to be new people or if you're a new person. I was actually an army brat, so I frequently was the new person going to school. Uh, and hypnosis can do a lot to help uh with the, the new school year, uh, anxieties, uh, um, it helps, it can help students improve their learning abilities. It manages test anxiety. Um, it can overcome some mental blocks that might be stopping them from achieving their full potential. Yeah. And it, it can help them develop positive study habits. And all of these things are pretty simple to achieve with hypnosis. So, um, that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, most school anxiety, test anxiety, studying issues, really the basis of it is, is anxiety. Um, so by starting off getting a, a, you know, emptying your mind, a nice calm background energy, uh, creating that and a positive attitude, you can create in the child's mind at whatever level, age level they're at, uh, you know, a exciting looking forward to this and if, if they have a, some negative school experiences in the past uh, and we know about them ahead of time, I can address that on an individual basis. Um, it does a lot for bullying issues uh, because along with anxiety, hypnosis helps increase self-esteem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just a lot of different... Uh, a lot of children just feel like they have to be perfect, and it's not always the parents and driving. Especially that. with social media and everything that's happening, everyone's on social media. Everyone looks perfect. Everyone posts like the best things. Everyone's like missing out or thinking their life isn't as good as or cool as someone else's. It's a lot, a lot of pressure. It's always been pressure in school to live up to that kid and that kid, and then you see things, and it's like, oh my gosh, right? And sometimes you see that that need to be perfect, though, as, as young as preschool and kindergarten. I know each one of my kids were different. I had four of them. Um, my uh, oldest boy, he would finger paint with one finger, and when he, because he didn't want to get messy. Yeah. Uh, and he would, 
he just, you know, always hung up his clothes. He would always color in the lines and get upset if he missed the line. Nobody in my family was putting that pressure on him. He just seemed to have an innate, uh, innate uh, high anxiety level about being perfect. Could be that he's very creative. He's been playing the piano since he was three. He's now like 45. Um, so maybe it's, you know, that part of that creativity, you know, mindset that his, his brain is wired for. Um, I had another child who could care less. Everything was scribble, scribble, even if it was the walls or the floors or not even with crayons. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so each child is different, but hypnosis can be tailored to each child. Um, if um, a child has struggled with getting good grades, then that increases their anxiety. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes the child's trying really hard and it's just a disconnect between his way of learning and way of, you know, whatever the teacher is presenting. And it's not a defect. And once we help share that thought with the child in his mind, he understands that he just learns a little differently and we can, you know, help him out. And the same kind of philosophies go into sports, you know, and then they might have a tendency to be even more perfect because they know if they're not good enough, they get cut from the team. Um, so it's really about controlling anxiety, limiting, you know, finding ways, healthy ways to deal with the stress. And um, as you increase self-esteem, letting them know that they're not defective if, if they got cut, you know, they gave it their all and that's all that, you know, that's, there's always next year you can try or the next time, the next sport that you want to try out. Uh, but, you know, a lot of the, usually the parents that bring a child for sports or, or academic uh, hypnosis are not the kind of parents that are really pushing these kids to, you know, it would be angry if they got cut, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and each child is different. And, you know, I remember my first two children were uh, special in the, the brighter end of the spectrum. My third child, who was normal, the pediatrician kept saying, would you stop comparing? You've got a normal child for a change. <laughs> yeah. I thought something was wrong with the third one because he was so different and really wasn't behind or slow. He just was different compared to the other two. But parents, we always compare, even though we try not to. I know. We do. Guilty, guilty. But even someone with like ADHD, attention deficit, hyper disorder, I mean, all these things can be helped with hypnosis they can bullying uh, too i mean there's a lot that goes with going back to school i don't know if i'm jumping out of order but yes <laughs> no that's okay because with adhd hypnosis starts off by trying to calm the mind um explaining that they're not defective if their mind is always racing and you know they don't understand yep. why they have ants in their pants i was in a mm -hmm. restaurant the other day and a grown man in his 50s is sitting in the booth and his legs were just shaking constantly like a little, and it, I had to laugh because it reminded me of the ants in your pants that the teachers back when I was in school would talk mm -hmm. about. You know? Now they probably just have other other words for it. I've been out of the elementary school. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I can, t I can teach children how to focus their attention and, and how to eliminate distractions, like when they see or feel something that's pulling them away from what they're trying to focus on. You know, there can be like little trigger words or sentences that, you know, to, to trigger their mind. Okay, we can do that later. Let's, you know, see what we're trying to do right now. You know, and even if it's in bites of five minutes at a time. Um, ADHD kids have beautiful attention span with the video games for some reason. You know, there's all kinds of research on that. And since I had most of my kids were on Ritalin, I was a little leery to let them 
just go wild with the game. But then I realized in reading the research, video games actually help the ADHD child focus on something and they develop some skills that they could then transfer to other areas of their life. It wasn't just zoning out and tuning out the rest of the world, although it sure seems like that even with a normal kid on video games. Um, it can do, it can do um, help the child improve his memory. Like, you know, spelling is a, a problem, especially if you have to talk in public and the spelling bees and things like that. And, and maybe you're dyslexic, but it's a mild and you're not labeled yet, whatever, but you know it's a problem. Uh, that increases a lot of anxiety. And in my assessment of the child, because I am a nurse and because I've also been a special ed teacher, I can pick up on some of those subtle things that maybe that's not even officially labeled yet. It doesn't always need a label but I can offer ways to cope with whatever the situation is that's making the child feel like he's different and he's not gonna do well. And it's all about building self-esteem and just letting him know that they're okay. You know, stutters are the same way. My husband used to stutter as a child and through most of his adulthood. But as after we began our relationship and everything and he was in a happier place at life, he used to tell people, and sometimes if he saw a child stuttering, he'd say, it's okay, I used to stutter, and look at me now, I don't stutter. But he yeah. was stuttering. He was stuttering anyway, but in his mind, his perception was that he wasn't stuttering. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that did a lot for his self-esteem. I, I never corrected him, said, uh -huh, yes, you are still stuttering, you know, it's okay. <laughs> you know, but I was just amazed at how the mind perceives things. And it wasn't holding him back the way it held him back when he was younger. Um, and so everybody learns differently. Everybody has little quirks. Nobody's perfect. Um, and you know, although it's doing your best is not always striving for perfection. And, you know, I, I really try to, as we're building self-esteem, um, we look back into, you know, like how does the child feel about starting the school year? Were there any problems last year that they're worried about? Um, very often with bullying, um, the child is bullied at home, either through a parent or, or an older child, sibling, sometimes even the younger sibling. Mm -hmm. And it's like if you perceive yourself as everybody's doormat, and I've seen a lot of adult women in, you know, challenging situations that just feel like everybody's demanding from them and stepping on them and, you know, everything. They just want something and they can't give anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, with children, it's the same way. You have a perception that okay, I guess it's okay that I'm bullied because that's just what happens to me. Um, it's like the abused child protects the abuser. And, you know, you don't want to feel like you're defective and that's why you're being abused. So it must be okay. And, you know, the, the mind has ways of protecting you, you for all kinds of problems. Um, but hypnosis also has a lot of ways, a lot of options. Um, people's brains are wired differently, even if they're not learning disabled or, you know, um, math challenged or spatially challenged or anything and sometimes hypnosis can actually almost rewire the brain once we see where the shortcut is there could be little cue words or something to connect the dots in the brain and get them all you know get the right side to listen to the left side uh, you know get get the ants in the pants to stop for a minute and say okay what are we supposed to do kids all have digital watches now uh, one of my boys used to set his watch for a certain time interval so he can just check in, okay, am I doing what I'm supposed to do right now? Mm -hmm. Am I where I'm supposed to be? Um, if I had Apple AirTags back then, I probably would have sewn them in their clothes to find them 
when I wanted them, but you know, um, there's just lots of ways that hypnosis helps. Sports performance is, um, again, it works with self-esteem. Um, it works with um, just, you know, finding out what, what the child's afraid of. Um, and it depends on the sport, I guess, but a lot of professional sport people use hypnosis to help them set goals. That's both for learning and sports. Um, help them stay on a healthy diet because if you're not healthy, then your physical body's not going to perform at its best. Um, and with children, you know, everybody else is eating junk food, but you know, if you really want to make the cut, you probably better be in your best physical shape and, and drink milk instead of soda and, you know, eat your vegetables. Um, and it's actually found that um, there's, there's a lot of research that, you know, people tend to, human nature wants to procrastinate. That can be a problem when you're in school, and especially as you get to the middle school years and you've got deadlines and papers and you know, your parents shouldn't be doing your homework for you. So you have to learn to get it in on time. And a lot of the work is done on a computer now. Um, so if you don't get your assignment in, the parents don't know until you get the grade in the email. And sometimes the ADHD kid didn't realize he even missed a deadline. Aww, yeah. You know, and it wasn't that he was deliberately not doing it. Back in my day, I might have just, well, you know, the dog ate my homework, <laughs> you know, but... Um, there's just a lot of things that hypnosis can do for this time of year. Um, parents know that their child has had a rough time and, you know, gave them a break over the summer. One or two hypnosis sessions might be good to make sure that they're starting off school, the school year with a, a fresh mindset, you know, that maybe it was rough last year, but this year it's going to be okay. And, you know, I, I know what to expect. It's not totally foreign. Um, you know, there's just a lot of things. Uh, do you, since your children are younger than mine, do you have any questions or issues like yeah. that you've seen with your kids starting school? Yeah, well, I mean, the the anxiety, the fear, they're already talking about mom because the other day I said, we got to do some school shopping. Let's get some sneakers. And my little guy's got very severe, he'd never been diagnosed, but anxiety. And he's just, he started going, mom, I'm going to have a heart attack. I don't want to talk about school. I don't have a heart attack. And he's going like this and I'm like, breathe, breathe. So he got, he has a lot of anxiety and I know he that definitely would, would benefit from, you know, some hypnosis to just yeah, teach him, you know, he, he's just very anxious about going back. Then you got the older one who's eight and he's, you know, just started football practice a few weeks ago. And I'm worried about managing all that. When you get back, it's a lot and it's overwhelming. Um, you know, but my, my thinking is that anxiety, I remember that anxiety from like the back to school jitters the first day. Do you remember how it's, I mean, that alone could cause you stress. And then being back in an environment, it's like, I wish they eased us into it by like a few hours and no, it's just right. It's from summer staying up late to this, but uh, what does that do to the, your, your child? It's, it, it's well, you know, the radio is already saying for, I mean, some areas of the country are already in school. Yeah, but, true. you know, the radio has been reminding people for a while, you know, parents, you might want to like cut back your bedtime, you know, half hour a night for the 10 days before school starts. But what kids don't do is, and parents don't do it either. So it's, well, I guess it's hard to tell your kid to do it. You really should turn off all electronics. That means even your cell phone. It means the TV an hour before you go to bed because it gives your brain a chance to settle down. Uh, as long as that blue light is sparkling and flickering and, 
you know, triggering every synapsis in your brain, you're not going to settle down and get a good night's sleep. And that's been researched for more than 20 years with the Harvard Medical School and some other medical institutions. And I I try to follow that myself, but I've noticed that if I'm answering emails past my ideal bedtime, you know, I wake up with either a headache in the morning or I just feel like I didn't get enough rest. And, you know, that's the only thing different I did. I, I didn't follow my routine and, you know, turn everything off. And the other thing is routines are really important and kids get out of routines in the summertime. Uh, You know, since I went to Catholic school as a younger child, part of the routine was making sure your uniform was out, laid out for the next day, you know, and we didn't have to make our lunches the day before, but you know, there's, we had a routine where my mother didn't want us looking for socks that match and, you know, polish your saddle shoes that we had to wear back then. Um, We had those black and white saddle shoes. I'm a little older than you are. Uh, but, you know, all that had to be done the night before. And, you know, we had to ma- I had to have a breakfast in the morning. A lot of parents go to work before their kids go to school. And breakfast does not seem to be high on the list. It needs to be on the list. doesn't have to be a fancy breakfast. Um, but at least maybe some juice and a protein bar or something to, you know, feed their brain while they're attacking all of these new stressors in the new school year. Yeah. And... You know, it's important that we're busy, too. And, you know, I learned how is your school day is usually not as effective as, you know, tell me how your first class was. What is your teacher like? You know, got to be more specific because you say, how was your school day? You're going to get, oh, it was OK. You know, and can I go now? <laughs> you know, um, so it's, it's important that you have to even if I mean, we are interested in our kids. But even if you've got other things on your mind, you really have to turn your focus to say, all right, this was a stressful day for him. You know, let's let's really go into detail and see if he needs help or that he's identified any stresses that, you know, that he's worried about. Yeah. Um, you know, see, I have anxiety just thinking about it. When I was a kid, it's traumatizing. Yes. Well, you know, I'm listening to the commercial. I don't have to buy school supplies, but I understand like the average family spending $800 for school supplies this year. And, you know, more and more parents, and it's not just from, you know, challenge uh, incomes, but more parents are being very practical and say, no, we're recycling. This is a recycling family. Let's see what we already have and that we don't have to have everything brand new mm-hmm. because you really don't. Once you use it, you know, it's, it's like a new car. When you go drive it off the lot and it's lowered in value, you know, you get that new stuff that you're happy about and half of it gets lost. Uh, you know, everybody's going to school with phones now. Uh, it's it's challenging when they're thousand dollar cell phones. Um, you know, it's and even the best kid and the most conscientious kid is going to lose it. Uh, or some schools, you know, the teachers confiscate it. Just make sure you know what the school rules are about phones. Yeah. You want them to have a phone for after school if you're not the one picking them up after school, and most parents aren't. But um, you know, actually, the I, I mean, I think the Apple watches have really come down. The Samsung watches are good, too. Um, they have a way of making a phone call. They have to call for help. This way they're not taking the phone. To, they may not like that idea. You can leave the phone at home if they have a smartwatch that's tied to their phone. And, you know, there's lots of times, like, if my phone's in a different level of the house or something like that, I can just make a phone call or answer a phone call from my watch. Um, that might be an emergency yeah. method. To save on the risk of losing phones. True. Um, a watch is only like 200 and some dollars as opposed to the thousand that the phone is. 
Yeah, I never thought about that. My kids are eight and six. They want phones. They have iPads, but they'll bring them to school. But then during the day, I wonder, where are they? Are they okay? Or when are they coming home? I would love to have a tracking device, but that's a good way. Yeah. Well, they, a lot more parents are getting the, the air tags and yep. sewing it in their school bag or sewing it in the sole of their shoe or someplace that's inconspicuous. And uh, then you always know where your kid is. Oh, that's another good one. I heard about those. I never even, I didn't even know what those were until recently. Well, if you fly, it's a good idea to use them because I, I they put I've them in the using... luggage, right? Right, and I've you know I've had airlines tell people that I know you know oh I'm sorry we left it in Chicago, and the person's looking at their phone. No, actually it's in New York. You know my layover, and you know it's actually on this rack for this luggage station. You know. That's how detailed it was, where it was in the airport. And they kept arguing. She got on another plane and flew back to New York and found it. (sighs) That's amazing what technology could do. My goodness. But you're right. There is a lot of anxiety and stress. And we're talking about children. And by the way, what are the age ranges of children that could benefit from hypnosis? Um, Anywhere from, you know, kindergarten, I think. uh, I mean, something younger than three, four-year-olds, it's more like play therapy and using your imagination. But... You know, especially kids that have been in daycare since 18 months, you know, they've had a lot of time practicing and now they're not in their comfortable daycare situation. Maybe they're going to kindergarten for the first time. Or, um, you know, the, the kids are feeling the stress of the younger ones feel the stress of their siblings who are talking about what if I don't yeah. like my homeroom teacher? You know, what's a homeroom teacher? What's why can't I have one teacher? You know, um, it's. Yeah, it's a lot more little guy's talking about the meeting new friends. I don't want to make new friends. He's scared, right? You get yeah. so accustomed to the people, but it just takes time, too. But uh, that'd be interesting. So if someone is about to go to school to do a session with you as a child, how does it work? Do you prefer to work with their parent, talk to their parent, obviously, first? You work with them, and then you start the virtual well, sessions like I, this? I like to include for the younger children up to preteen uh, having the parents in the Good. session. Um, because there's always that, I mean, you know, I have all my child abuse clearances and everything else as a nurse, but there's always that nervousness, like what is a stranger telling yeah, my child, you true. know, and parents right. should, should be part of it. And that way they can reinforce, you know, the positive things that I'm encouraging their child to think and feel. Perfect. And, you know, it, it's, they, the child knows that we're not doing something without their parents, you know, in case... Case maybe it makes them feel more accidentally said something that didn't go along with their yeah. beliefs or something. You know, we can address it right away. And although I usually ask in an interview before I see a child, you know, what is the background that type of thing? Is there any anything you wouldn't want me, you know, for any reason? Got it. Um, because it's it's a complicated world out there. It's a lot more complicated than when I was a kid, and I thought it was pretty sure hard. Sure is. Well, if we want to reach out to you, Peggy Smith, how do we do so? Uh, you can go to notjusthypnosis.biz, or you can call or text me at 267-593-5557. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here, and great topic for the kids getting ready for back to school. Or those are, oh my gosh, yeah, my niece goes in two weeks. She's in North Carolina. We start in September here in New York, but some people are already in school, but always can benefit children too. Thank you for reminding us of that. Peggy, enjoy your day of work and uh, relaxation. I hope a little bit later. <laughs> Thank you okay, again. Take care. Bye-bye. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Recording stopped. Hi, this is Terry Crews. 
actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply STOP to opt out. That's DIPLOMA to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council.